Hello, welcome to the Next English Podcast. Today I'm check. Uh, no, no, I'm not checking anyone. I'm catching up with Orony, who has already appeared on the podcast. Remember the girl from Bangladesh with that adorable voice and accent? Episode 56. Does it ring any bells? What has she been up to? Is she still pursuing her dream of becoming a full-time football journalist? As a matter of fact, I already know that a lot has changed since I last spoke to her. It is a pleasure for me to welcome back my friend Orony. Hello. Hey. How are you, Orony? How have you been? I'm all right, Dan. I can call you Dan, right? Yeah, you can call me whatever you want. <laughs> I re- I remember you mentioning when you were working in England that people yeah. would call you Dan because it, your name is too difficult to pronounce. So <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. In my head, every time I would talk to you, I would go, oh, "Hey, Dan is online." <laughs> yeah, must must have uh, sound. It must have sounded uh, hilarious to you when I when I told you that, and it's oh, it's yeah. really one of my most interesting experiences I have from England. <laughs> yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. How are you holding up? I'm okay. I'm doing very well. Thank you very much. Um, so as I said, uh, a lot has changed in your life. Maybe you should say it, but you are not actually living in Bangladesh right now, are you? Uh, no, I'm actually living in Amsterdam now. Okay, so Amsterdam. That's my geographical knowledge is not top <laughs> top top notch or top drawer, but I know, as a matter of fact, that Amsterdam is the capital of Holland, the Netherlands. Oh, interesting fact. Holland is not actually the country. Holland is the province. So if you say Holland, it only means the province. So you, when you have to mention the country, it's always really? the Netherlands. Yeah. Really. I came, I came yeah. here and I was mentioning it to like, oh yeah, I study in Holland, blah blah blah, and it was like, no 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 no, you study in the Netherlands. But how how come so many people just say Holland? You know why? I think it's the most popular province because North Holland has Amsterdam, and when you think about Netherlands, all you think about is Amsterdam, weed, and prostitutes. So yeah. <laughs> But you know why I think this is happening? It's it's probably due to the fact that in the in Czech, in my language, we say Holandsko. Uh, but it, but it's like there are two ways to say the country in my in my language. Either Nizozemi, yeah. which is like the Netherlands, or Holandsko, which is like Holland. And even in English, it's easier to say, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of people think that Holland and uh, the Netherlands, both these terms are interchangeable. I am sure a lot of people still think it, but um, thank you for clarifying that. You're doing a great job of uh, actually uh, educating everyone here on the podcast. Thank you very much, including its host. No problem. <laughs> so, how is that for you, living and studying in Holland? Um, it's not, it's not a piece of cake. I can assure you that, but you know, everyone who's been to university will tell you that, that it's very, very tough, but yeah, I think I'm coping very well. I think the adjustment wasn't too difficult because, um, well, I'm more or less open-minded. So when I came here, there wasn't much culture shock mm-hmm. until I think the only, cul- what's the biggest culture shock I had so far? Well, probably the snow. Oh well, yes, I, I, I have to I have to admit, uh, listeners, that I have spoken to Orony before before we started recording this interview. Yeah, and she told me uh, about uh, her first time uh, seeing snow, 
and it was really hilarious the way she was talking about it. So I I will probably have to ask you again, Oroni, if you don't mind. Okay, no problem. So I guess it I guess it doesn't count count as a culture shock, because so, snow is not part of the culture. But geographical yeah, I, I, shock, perhaps. Ge- sure, let's say weather weather shock or something, environmental <laughs> shock maybe. Yeah. So what happened was um I've never seen snow in my entire life and. I was waiting all December for it because, you know, apparently Christmas time, it's supposed to snow. But then I went to Madrid for Christmas, so there was no chance there. Uh So when I came back, I was asleep one night and it was completely clear outside, nice winter night and everything. And I went to bed. I woke up around 3 a.m. and I went downstairs to get a glass of water. And I was still half asleep when suddenly I looked out and I could see a glow coming from there, like alien ship has landed or something. And I looked out and it was like white as well Daniel told me to say white as sheet but I'm gonna say it was as white as cocaine it was just <laughs> absolutely covered in white and I was stunned for for like I was stunned for a minute and I went out 3 a.m absolute silence everywhere and in the middle of that silence I was standing in snow and I took you know I just touched it I took it in my hand I was walking around and I couldn't run around because I was gonna make noise but yeah I was so I has, think have, I, any, have any people saw you uh sorry have have actually any people seen you doing this oh no thank luckily no i think i would be a little embarrassed if they did but yeah i, I had a massive smile in my head they would think they would think you you were some kind of a freak or something possibly possibly <laughs> but yeah it was really funny like but yeah that's what i cherished and more i think the fact that i experienced it alone so i could okay. make an ass i might make an absolute fool of myself <laughs> without without in anyone thinking it, it anyone. must really be wonderful you know yeah it was it was just beautiful it was really yeah. it was one of my favorite moments since i've been here i guess okay so apart from that um so you are in your first year and you're studying what could, could you remind us um studying international business administration international business administration three yes three foreign sounding words in it <laughs> <laughs> so exciting i don't know sense the sarcasm i like yeah i i have sensed it but i like the word international in it that's my favorite of the three actually okay. business business i don't like it so much to be honest with you i'm not an economically minded person mm-hmm. and the, the the last one was administration administration yeah it's the same Everyone so i like the word international that's my favorite word mm-hmm. <laughs> i think that's the reason why i applied for the course in the first place as well okay because it was international all right so you're studying this in English or in Dutch? In definitely in English, and it was one of the few courses that were available in English in Holland. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was a it was a very easy choice that because I can never take courses in Dutch; it's too difficult. Mm-hmm. But are you actually learning any Dutch? Oh God, no! I'm <laughs> I'm actually learning German instead of Dutch because I'm not very fond of their language. It's quite it's quite difficult. I think you know how people say German is the ugliest language. Yeah. The most unsexy language. They haven't listened to her Dutch yet, I think. <laughs> I don't know. I can't tell, really. I'm not the right person to to judge this. Yeah. Um, no, I'm I'm a completely foreign foreign ear to you know every European language there is, right? So when I, so 
I mean, I, I hate to say this, but when I hear Czech, when I hear any Eastern European language, for example, my mind would immediately go to Russian because, mm-hmm. you know, the Slavic languages, they're sim- are they called Slavic languages? I'm not sure. Yeah, Slavonic, Slavic, some people say Slavic, yeah, so, Slavonic. So, Slav- so Slavic languages, you know, have a similar tone. Just like if you listen to my language, that's Bangla, you might immediately think it's something like Indian, Hindi or something like that. Mm-hmm. So when I listen to Dutch, it just, I mean, I don't know what it reminds me of. Even when I listen to German, it sounds a little, you know, pleasant these days, just because I've been living in Holland. Okay, Oroni, could you please repeat that last sentence? You, you were saying it sounded pleasant or something like that? Oh, yeah, even, you know, German started to sound pleasant, even though it's the most, you know, horrible, unsexy language in the world, apparently. But even German sounds pleasant now because I've been living in Holland for quite a time and I'm I'm just not used to listening to Dutch at all. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Uh, saying that, I think you can you can uh, survive on, or, or yeah, if I can say, say it like that, you can survive on just English because generally speaking, uh, people in in the Netherlands, they can speak English very well, as far as they I know. They do. They do very well. Like everyone is more or less fluent in it. So yeah, yeah. at least conversation wise. So it, 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 yeah, life isn't that hard. Mm-hmm. Communication wise, I would say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're not kind of in need to, to study Dutch, no, especially, but, especially uh, since, since your course is in English and... Well, no, but if you want to stay here and work here, Dutch is a necessity, but I don't plan on doing that, so I don't mm. think I want to learn it. I mean, it could be nice, you know, if you learn a language, it's always nice to, you know, you can show it in your CV that you have Definitely. intermediate knowledge in this Definitely. and that, so that's always a plus. So yeah. if I if I want to learn it, I think that would be my only go- intention, to put it on mm. my CV somehow, but I don't think I want to stay here and I want to work here, so... Yeah. yeah, I know. I, I used to teach some guys from Saudi Arabia who, who are now uh, studying at universities here. They're studying medicine, and it's the mm-hmm. it's the same thing with them. Really, they're not they're not. I think they are not uh, uh, trying hard enough to to learn Czech, as far as I know. But um, maybe that's because they they don't think they will need it in future. You know, so yeah, I, yeah. I kind of understand that, even though I think. Sometimes people should make at least a little bit of effort, especially since they stay for a long time. But but I, at the same time, I understand it. So you know, yeah, you can get no. by with some basic basics, like you can say hello, hi, how much is that? Which I am sure oh. you can. Which I am sure you I, can. So that... I can say cheers in Dutch. That's Prost. <laughs> okay. I can say thank you. That's thank you well. And I can say welcome or please. I, I find this very interesting, the similarity between German and German and Dutch. It's that for words like please, welcome and excuse me, you always have this one word that's bitte. In German, mm-hmm. it's bitte. Like, yeah, um, bitte. Ein yeah. Cap- ein cappuccino bitte. Or in, in Dutch, you would say achsjeblieft. So for everything, you would say achsjeblieft, achsjeblieft. Sounds like I should believe. Yeah, it kind of sounds like that. I don't think I'm even saying it right, but yeah, it's some, somewhere <laughs> along those lines. Yeah. I used to study German, but my German is a bit rusty now. I, I studied it for four years when I was at the sec- secondary school. I think the on the one proper language that I can say in German is um, Ich bin ein klein Mädchen. I can say uh, Entschuldigen Sie bitte. Oh, nice. Entschuldigen do you know oh that sounds really nice oh do you know what's my favorite word in german i learned it recently it's yeah. called um Abstehkampf. 
Sounds like Hertz Eintopf. I don't know. It, I don't know it means it relegation battle. So I was watching oh. the German relegation playoff. And yeah, that's what came up. So what, what is, of course, I know, but what is relegation and why are you speaking about this? Uh, relegation means being demoted. And I'm talking about this because I'm a football fan. Yep. I'm sure my listeners haven't forgotten. Uh, Orony, actually, she is, guys, a football journalist. She worked as a football journalist in her country. And it's it's her, uh, I, I would say, uh, highest ambition in life to become a football journalist, maybe in Europe, right? Fingers crossed. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's what I'm aiming for, at mm-hmm. least. There's always plan B and plan C, but yeah, I'm hoping plan A would work out. Okay. Well, I'm sure I'm sure you will you will make it, Orani. As I as I told you earlier, you're a determined person, and of course you, you've got you've got it in you. I think I've done the hardest part that is moving here. Yeah, seclusion, you know, like homesickness, all that. I don't really feel that homesick, you know. Every time I turn on the news from home, it's always like there's a riot, there's a flood, mm-hmm. there's um harassment. So in that violence. in that sense. It's quieter here in Europe. Uh, oh, much, much quieter and much safer as well. So, yeah, I mean, you know, like sometimes I, I have a bicycle. You know, you, you come in Holland, you have to have a cycle. It's one of the stereotypes. That's... Yeah, exactly. I, I, the I Dutch... remember two. Yeah, the one, Dutch one way of life and one is bike, <laughs> but smoking cycling. bike and tulips. So, yeah, I, I have a very so, typical so. Dutch bike with a basket in front and a big black, you know, big black uh, frame shop- shopping for yes. wheat. Of course, I carry my, you know, I carry kilos of weed in my bus, in my I hope, I hope not. Yeah. So, yeah, for legal purposes, none of those I said are true. Just for legal purposes, I'm going to put it out there. But yeah, so, you know, some I think at 3, one day at 3 a.m. I was coming back home cycling, you know, and it took like one hour to cycle back home. Mm-hmm. And I just I just remember the feeling that it's 3 a.m., no one's around me and I don't feel one ounce of danger. Mm-hmm. If this if this was back home, I would have to have a car. I would have to have other guys with me, like my yeah. friends, because or else it would be absolutely unsafe. I remember Even, our you know, earlier conversations we had. So yeah. Yeah. So just just doing that, like I felt such a you know such a sense of inner peace mm-hmm. at that moment. So I really you know appreciate those things. It's the little things that you take yeah. for granted. Let's say mm-hmm. just going going out for a jog, right? In the morning, sometimes I would wear shorts and a tank top, and I would go out for a jog. And no one would stare at me. Everyone would just go by their own way. No one would be saying anything because yeah. it's normal. Mm-hmm. Back home, I can't imagine that. I had to go to a gym that was all women's. Mm-hmm. And even even there, if I wore shorts, people would be like, oh, why are you showing off, blah, blah, blah. So, it's also, yeah. uh, also a cultural thing, isn't it? It is a cultural thing, but, you know, everyone's different. And somehow I couldn't be so, the way I'm supp- I, I feel I prefer being back home. So it kind of so, feels really nice. For this, the Netherlands, it's a, it's a cosmopolitan country. It's multicultural, oh. isn't it? Like, it um, is. people are treated equally there, no matter where they come from, right? Can I? Uh, can we? More, can we ag- agree on that? More or less, yes. On the surface, it's very diverse. It's very acceptable and toler toler. You know, everything. It, the tolerance level is you know very high. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 really good on the on the surface. But if you dig deeper, I think you will. There's hints of discrimination everywhere, I would you say. You mean like some gla- glass ceiling? Of course. You've been you throwing that word all you know all evening long. I, I did it on purpose this time. <laughs> yeah, I can sense that. <laughs> okay. So, so um, 
Could you tell uh, us a bit, a bit more about it? Uh, of course. Um, for example, I mean, let's say there's a tribal there's a tribal sense I I get from my class. Like ninety percent of the students in my university in my class, at least in my courses, are Dutch, and the the only friends I made so far is is are from Greece and Myanmar. Mm-hmm. But everyone in Dutch, like they joined this course, it's an international course, it's taught in English, so they figured it's going to help improve their language. Yet they stick within themselves and they speak their own language and they, they're very, you know, within themselves. That's ironic, isn't it? That's absurd. It is. Preposterous. It, it is. It is, but it kind of makes sense in, this, in, in, it kind of makes sense because, okay, if you go to universities, let's say my friends who goes to universities in USA or Canada or Australia, you have a very diverse class, you have people coming from all over the world to study there. So they integrate better because everyone is coming from a different culture. Everyone is thousands of miles away from home. So, you know, it's it's kind of nice. But here it's 90% of the people who come to the university. They already have friends from high school. Yeah. They already have their families living there. So they're but, in a comfortable situation. But Orani, I still don't get it. As an English teacher, I don't get it. I mean, this is such a such a great opportunity for them to meet someone whose level of English is at such such a great level i mean you're you're native you have native like english so why would they just deprive themselves of that why would they refrain from meeting someone like you i don't get it and you are such a friendly person i don't um, understand this it, is it you think it's it's is there insecurity is there anxiety to be blamed or what what's what is the reason i i don't believe like no, what I know of um, the Netherlands, like it's a multicultural place. They are used to uh, having people of, let's say, different skin there. So I don't get it. You know, what? I I think it's. it's I I don't want to you know boil it down to one point, but I think, in my theory, it may have something to do with the age as well, because okay. I know I know someone who is doing masters in in at a university, and he's from where I, he's from Bangladesh as well. Mm-hmm. But he mixes with his, you know, mixes with his colleagues better. Like everyone hangs out, everyone goes out, everyone sticks, you know, mixes with each other. And I think that's one of the reasons, like these kids are, you know, 17, 18 years old, fresh yeah. out of high school. So, you know, they're not really used to, you know, being pushed into an international environment, being yeah. pushed into you know, stuff like that. For, I mean, I'm a little older and so are most, so are some of the colleagues, like my friends who I hang with, they're more or less in their early 20s, like 21, mm. 22. Yeah. So they're, they, I think they're more understanding about these things. And yeah, more... I have to say that like, I have been, I've been teaching students at, at these ages and I can tell you that it's a massive, massive difference uh, between a student who is 17 and a student who is 21. Really massive, massive difference in the way they think in like, um, you know, the, the stuff they have to handle on, on day to day and it's just different so different they're kind of more mature and they know what they can expect from life they don't necessarily uh, like have or goals laid out in front of them if i may say so but they still kind of you know they have been through through some rough patches and it's it's just yeah i can i can easily make friends with 21s but it's harder for me with with uh, students who are seventeen, you know. No, I think even even like you know around that stage, you're you're just learning that you know if you want to broaden your horizon, you need to you know think outside the box more, go outside of the box mm-hmm. more. So I think around that time, you're not really you know you don't really know how to do it yet. By the time you're twenty twenty one, you've already I think you know figured it out. So 
not yeah. figured it out. Like you know how to, you know, that change. You know, I think everyone is scared of change. Everyone is scared of new things. Definitely. You, know, you feel a little, you know, discouraged by it. Yeah. So yeah. you need, just need to get over that. So I find that that's the case. Mm. But yeah, I think discrimination was what I faced. Is that in my university, everything is more or less in Dutch. So the Dutch speaking students will get priority over the international ones. So everyone I know who's in who, who are international students and who don't speak Dutch, they, they feel the same way. Like if you want to join a debate club, you want to join okay, the but, economics but, club. Hang on, your your program is in, in English, but you you have got some optional subject in Dutch, right? Or how do I not I don't have optional subject, let's say society you have societies in in university, right? Like debate club society, okay. model United Nation, I don't know some other but, crap. But it's in. all conducted in English, isn't it? Nope, it's in Dutch. Aha, and so, you have to take part in this. We well, I want to. Like I think I, I was a very good debater when I was in high school, and I would really like to take part in it. But it's not in English, so I'm limited there. Yeah, so it's the language barrier. So the language barrier is there, and, and you know you want to, you you should be integrating in you know people yeah. into your thing and I think um, some complaints I found when it comes to job is that you have to know Dutch in order to have a jo- have jobs here mm-hmm. so yeah that kind of and even if you apply um, even if you apply like let's say Dutch is not necessary necessary they would always give priority to the Dutch Dutch student or the mm-hmm. Dutch speaker mm-hmm. excuse me rather than the international students so yeah well, you know it's... like I like I said on on the surface everyone is equal everyone is mixing with each other they don't really mind but then when it yeah. comes to the deeper stuff it, well as it, it i said just... and using one of the phrases you used um, yeah. it all boils down to the glass ceiling doesn't it of course it does <laughs> <laughs> so what okay, what is exactly a glass ceiling could you explain this to to our listeners a glass ceiling is like a limitation mm-hmm. that is un- invisible Something like that. Yeah. The way I understand it is like when you want to, for example, if you want to get promoted in a job, you can mm-hmm. see you can see the height, you can see mm-hmm. through the glass, you can see where you want to get, but it's impossible because uh, it's a ceiling. Because there's an invis- there, yeah. there's an invisible barrier. There's an invisible barrier, exactly. So yeah. yeah. Right. Right. So, but you're you're speaking about some plans A, B, C. It. All right. So you, okay. Okay. So can I you have, tell us a bit more about that? Oh, great! I'm gonna have to explain my life goals. So no, no, no. Just, just touch up on no, it slightly. Touch up. Okay. Don't plan don't a get any a, don't feel any pressure. Plan A is obviously you know the main reason why I came to Europe is because of the football. Right. And honestly, I I can tell you like you know there are days when I'm in Amsterdam and I don't really you know I, let me tell you about Amsterdam. I'm really tired of it already. Like I don't. Do you mean I like the the city or or? or? Yeah. This, Ajax Amsterdam, the football club. No, no, no. Screw Ajax. They're very boring. <laughs> but, but yeah, like Amsterdam. I think if I was an exchange student, I would have enjoyed more. Like I would have to just stay for one semester, and that would be enough. But by the by, by now I don't really smoke. I don't really, you know, do prostitutes, and I don't really go clubbing. <laughs> I know, I know. Shocker. So the charm is already gone. Like I've done the museums. I've, you know. I've I've I just hope, like, Orony, I just hope that we, I don't have any listeners from Holland or from no, the I'm, Netherlands. I, if, if I had I'm, them, no, that, that wouldn't be very nice. I'm sorry about that. Maybe it's because I'm, I'm a boring person. That's why. No, but, you're definitely not. But, but may, maybe you have high standards or something like that. You know. 
no, not high standard. I would say I think you know, I, it, it's a cultural thing as well. Like Dutch people, they like to go out a lot, drink mm. a lot, go to clubs, and all my fr- all my classmates, I see them. Yeah. Pl- do you know go to clubs all the time so yeah. they prefer that more or less and festivals the, the dutch love the festivals mm-hmm. but you know i i sometimes feel really you know ho- not homesick but i just ponder about it that mm-hmm. what's all what's the point of all this hard work about all getting a degree and everything if i if i don't feel happy if i don't mm-hmm. you know feel the college experience more or less and then i go to a game then i go to the football yeah and everything changes and, and, and everything and like the minute I see a decent free kick or a decent mm-hmm. goal right in front of my eyes, yeah. I think this is exactly why I'm here. This is exactly yeah. why everything is worth it. Why here in Europe, you have the best football in the world, don't you? Yeah, you do. You do. You definitely do. And yeah, every time I went to a football stadium, I came out with such a high. And I think like, you know, this is what I want. I mm-hmm. want my life to be this. I want to, you know, I want to make sure that I earn a living out of football because I think that's the only way I would well, be. Well, I, I, I remember talking to you several times about football actually before even going to to live to, in Europe mm-hmm. and it's just it must be amazing for you it must be fantastic to finally living your dream really because you have seen a lot of matches even in the premiership haven't you you have, you have visited have. England you have actually seen game. our favorite team Arsenal in action my first you? game was my first game was Arsenal away in Borussia Dortmund. That was my oh. first ever game in Europe. So you can't imagine for oh. for a football for a football virgin, I would say, right. to <laughs> go into Westfalen Stadion, yeah. sitting opposite of the yellow wall okay. and watching them jump up, jump up and down and like have see one of the worst Arsenal performance ever of the season, mind you. But still, like I just couldn't believe it. I think everything yeah. changed at that moment and. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, every time I go, every time I go to a stadium, even at the Emirates, Emirates is the worst experience, I would say, for Premier times, League. How many times have you been there to the Emirates? Uh, twice. I've been to the Emirates twice, but I've seen twice. the Arsenal four times. Four times? Yeah, I I also went to see them. Okay, away matches. Yeah, yeah, I see. Yeah. Lovely. So, Lovely. So, yeah, so the thing is, when every time I go there, my outlook, you know, I, rem- I it, it just serves as a reminder that this is exactly why you left everything mm-hmm. behind, your family your comfort. I had a good job. I had a full-time job and anyone anyone who's who went from a full-time job to a student will understand the struggle mm-hmm. that you know you were earning a living, you were, you know, providing for yourself and now all of a sudden it, everything stops. And now you again you're studying. dependent, right? You have a scholarship, yeah. you have a scholarship? Yeah, I have savings, but my, you know, family my family provides me as well. So, yeah, it's it's not really a good feeling being dependent on them. But did you get so, a scol- scholarship from Bangladesh? Oh no no no! I'm not that no. smart. So, so yeah, so that's that's you know. It, every time I go to a football match, it reminds me that this is yeah. what you're here for. So just keep working at it. So that will be my plan A to mm-hmm. stay here. To, and just press prepared. on, you know. Keep the stiff upper lip. Exactly. Yeah. And I think my plan B would be um, go back home with a really good. You know, I'm getting a really decent degree as well, and I plan to get a master's as well. Mm-hmm. So I can always go back home, and with a foreign degree, you can get a really good job, a comfortable yeah. job as well. You you would so, be ahead of a of the pecking order. I would be ahead of the pecking order, definitely. That's yeah. a good term. So yeah, so there's always plan B like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it doesn't really matter. I think. You know, getting the degree at first is my priority number one. Yep. And I will. Sh- I'm sure you will succeed in that. I'm sure about that. But it will. It will need some hard work, of course. Like it's obvious, isn't it? Stud- studying is never easy. It's. Uh, no, it's not a piece of cake. Yeah, it's not. 
it's not uh, as easy as falling off a log. Um, okay, um, we touched up on Arsenal. So what mm -hmm. do you what do you say about uh, our recent, let's say, achievements? Season? Achievements. Well, we have won the FA Cup. We have uh, finished in the third place, which is actually a good result looking back at uh, uh, the places we finished the years before. And uh, we've got a strong team at the moment, haven't we? I think, you know, it's finally happening. Like, yeah. everything Arsen has been working for all this season, it's finally coming to fruit. Like, yeah. I don't know, being successful is becoming a habit. I don't, I, I don't want to bite my tongue next season for saying this, but, yeah, we've got we've got a taste of consecutive trophies. We've got a strong squad. So touch I think wood, we yeah. have... Touch wood. Yeah, touch wood. So I, <laughs> I, let's knock on wood. But okay. I think right. <laughs> um, if we buy, if we like strengthen, like if we get one of those mythical 20 goals a season uh, kind of striker, and apparently we're after Peter Cech as well, which is very okay. exciting. Who is not really a striker, but he's. Yeah, well, he, goalkeeper, yeah. He's a goalkeeper. So, <laughs> so, yeah, so if we strengthen, like I think one or two or three, I think every season we fall short of like three you know one player short or two players short and yeah. we go into the season and we just barely make it to fourth place so mm -hmm. this time if we you know just invest in the right places we we could be title contenders next season who yeah. knows and the target in europe should be at least going to the quarterfinals at definitely, least definitely yeah, we never make it to the knockout stages these, these yeah days, so that this year nice. it was really really painful oh god uh, we're just watching yeah, we knocked out by monaco in this kind of way yeah yeah. That was very gruesome. That was gruesome, yeah. But so, but we are after, as you said, we are after Peter Cech. He might be signing for us. Again, uh, let's not jinx it, but it should be happening. It looks like it's it's almost done, you know? Yeah. He wants to stay in London because his kids go yeah. to school there and yeah. he likes the life. And there, he, so. he can't play anymore in Chelsea because he doesn't want to be number two goalkeeper. Yeah, Thibaut Coutois. And I think... Wojciech Szczesny like screwed up so much. It would be nice like having someone, someone you know having a veteran as number one and then number two would be Chesney and he could yeah. really improve on himself. Oh. Although I I should say that I'm not really, dis I'm not really dissatisfied with Ospina. So neither am I. Be, but you know, and, you know I would like to see three strong keepers you know fighting each other for the spot so that would but be nice. i still think like check check is higher level than him you know oh obviously it's yes. it's not only about his football skills but like he's such a personality race he's such a character it, i think regarding just, just every goalkeeper it, you yeah. regarding goalkeepers you have to have a proper character in the and between yeah. the post like it, let's say Iker casillas he has this yeah. you know very good leadership vibe about him this is exactly oliver peter, Kahn. peter check okay yeah uh, oliver like Kahn, he was it, mental yeah. And so was Jens Lehmann, I guess. He was absolutely yeah, yeah. mental. So you need that. You need that in a goalkeeper. Yeah. But I think Lehmann was a bit crazy, you know. Czech is it's he's a nice man and just he get he gets this natural respect even in the Czech international team. It's just you know, and he, he at the same time he seems to be friendly and he can he can um, organize the defense very well, I think. So yeah. I'm, I'm sure, and he, he's got this attitude. I think he has a winning attitude from Chelsea. This is what we need as well, because mm -hmm. he's used to winning. You know, he oh, won't, he, he, it won't do for him if we if we just finish second or third. Yeah, that, that actually, oh, maybe a good point. Yeah, so, true, true. It's true. 
Like, it's always not. I would always say it's better to have a veteran keeper than an up and coming keeper. Let's say Tibu Kutwa, maybe. So I, is, I think Chelsea, yeah. Chelsea's doing a big mistake letting him go, but it's their loss. Yeah, I think if this if this deal will happen, it's just Peter Cech has got a winner attitude. Really, something something big is gonna come up next year. I'm sure about that. Fingers crossed. Really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, our favorite player, Tomasz Rosicki, he has uh, oh, extended Christ. his contract, but he's uh, not, apparently not doing very uh, well in Arsenal now because he, he is kind of sidelined, isn't he? Apparently he was not, you know, he didn't want to extend his contract, but it was in his clause, so it was activated and he had no choice. So, yeah, he's kind of, he's not really happy to be here apparently, but that's okay. I'm not sure. I, I think part of him wants to be there in Arsenal, but it's kind of... You know, I don't know. Yeah. Well, he he said he, I I read one of his recent interview in his one of his recent interviews. He said he will be fighting for his place in the team. You know, like like always. So, and Arson has said before that he's a great character as well. So we will see. I think every time every time you put him on the field, whether it's as a substitute or you start him, he actually brings a lot of mobility. Yeah. So. We we it's... both we both know it. We are a little bit biased because we are his fans. You know. Oh, right. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Maybe it's the age, you know, like like that's that's why Arson is, you know, Arson, right? <laughs> yeah. He prefers young right. young players. So shall we wrap this up? Yeah. Okay. So um, thank you, thank you for recording this episode of the podcast with me, Oroni, and I hope everything will turn out well for you in the future. You'll pass Dankeschön. all your exams and danke uh, schön, you said? <laughs> yeah. Okay, which means thank you in German, right? I'm in Deutsche. Wait. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I mix up a lot of languages these days. You know, like I went to Paris yeah. and I remember the police officer approaching me and I've never been to a French-speaking country. Mm-hmm. And I speak a little French as well. So I, I saw this policeman approaching me to ask me, you know, because I was looking lost, I, I seemed lost. Mm-hmm. And he asked me in French, where do you want to go? And I knew I could speak English, but somehow German came out of my mouth. And he was like, do you speak English? And, I, and then I think it took me five seconds to realize whether I speak English or not. And I was like, oh, yes, I think I speak English. <laughs> it was well, so well I, I can assure you that Orony really speaks English. And you have all been able to witness it now on this podcast episode. Thank you very much, Orani, for featuring in it once again. It's been, it's been a pleasure for the podcast and a huge privilege. Okay, that's talking me up. But yeah, thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. It's a pleasure. All right. Talk, talk to you later. Goodbye. You bye-bye. Bye-bye.